Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. But God, in His grace, He showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free, too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you need to know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four elementary age kids. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and a blogger at comparedtowho.me. And you just may have seen my epic bake fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and tell a friend about it. Hello, this is your host, Heather Creekmore, and I'm glad you're listening today because today we're going to talk about something that I have struggled with for a long time. It's a condition that I've had since I was a child, and maybe you have it too. I call it CDD or chronic disappointment disorder. Okay, so it's not a thing. Don't try to look it up. Don't ask your doctor about it. They won't have any prescription for you to cure it. But today I want to talk about this unique condition and make some suggestions for you if you have it to show you how you can find relief if this is a struggle you have too. So what is CDD? CDD is a condition where you are constantly disappointed by your expectations. It may be expectations you have of other people, expectations you have of yourself. It could also be expectations connected to life milestones, events, vacations, or even big things like your dreams. I have oodles of examples from my life of times when CDD took over. I remember even as a child, always feeling sad on my birthday or Christmas. It was really a strange phenomenon because I actually could never put my finger on why I felt this way, even at such a young age, but I always wanted something more. I would open up presents that were exactly what I wanted, but I still felt disappointed. We weren't wealthy growing up, so it's not like I was showered in gifts and feeling ungrateful. If I asked for a certain doll and got that doll, instead of feeling contentment, I remember feeling disappointed. There was something more I wanted, but I couldn't articulate what it was. It was like a secret longing that I didn't know how to explain. And somehow, I think in my heart, I hoped my parents would figure it out and and get it for me. Most of my CDD flare-ups, though, happened after I got married. And if I were to psychoanalyze the situation, I'd probably say that I just carried over that secret longing for something that eluded me into marriage. I thought, like the Hallmark movies, that my new husband would be studying me so carefully that he'd discover this hidden desire of my heart and wrap it beautifully to present it to me every birthday and Christmas. Well, it didn't work out exactly that way. In fact, he very much needed my help and direction with gifts, and even then, I struggled because I hated to tell him just what I wanted because it didn't seem very romantic for him to just go purchase what I told him to get. But on the other hand, if I didn't tell him what to get and just told him something like, I need new earrings, the results were usually a little disappointing as well. And I'd just have to take them back to the store and pick out a pair I'd actually wear. CDD didn't just take me out at the holidays, though. It would take me out on vacations, too. 
A few years after we moved to Texas, we decided to celebrate our anniversary with a long weekend away in the Austin Hill Country. So we had booked a timeshare at this gorgeous resort. I was expecting our third child and was six months pregnant. This was going to be our first time to leave our other two little ones, then aged one and three, with their nana. And I had spent, y'all, at least a month studying this resort's website. I was so excited. It had its own miniature golf course. It had this gorgeous pool, a butterfly garden. I'm not even into butterflies, but I just liked the sound of that. It sounded very romantic. There were waterfalls and lake sports nearby, lots of beautiful places to walk and explore. And the restaurant's menu looked fantastic, Uh, even though I knew my husband refused to eat at hotel restaurants because they're so expensive. I knew a good restaurant was a sign of quality. So we made the drive from Dallas to Austin. We stopped at an outlet mall on the way and next to Target and the beach, like outlet malls rank right up there with my happy places. So I am having a great trip already and I am sure that it's only going to get better. We walk into the lobby and it is just how I dreamt it would be. There were giant glass chandeliers that sparkled, impressive marble floors that shined, friendly staff people behind a glass reception desk. The place was perfect. All we needed to do was check in. While Eric was checking us in at the reception desk, I looked around. I noticed that there were rooms right above the lobby. They all had lovely views of the gardens, and I was excited. I thought, ooh, maybe we'll get a room here in this main building. I couldn't wait to see it. I knew it was going to be awesome. So Eric got our keys, and then they showed him on a map exactly where our room was. We were staying on a timeshare exchange, not as a hotel guest, so we'd be a short walk away from the main property. No problem. I'm a little let down, but I'm still okay. I mean, we were planning on doing lots of walking anyway, so maybe this was better. Only we had to get in our car and drive to where our unit was. And when we pulled into the unit parking lot, the word better was no longer appropriate. We walked up to our unit and it was awful. I mean, it was worse than awful. It was worn outdated decor, outdated furnishings. It smelled like mold and mildew and a whole bunch of cleaners that they were trying to use to cover up both of those smells. The bed creaked. The closet door was like coming off of its hinge. Light bulbs were burnt out. And you guys, at this point, I'm no longer just disappointed. I am crushed. I had Ritz-Carlton expectations and I was checking into the Motel 6. Now, I would love to tell you that I shook it off And we made the best of the situation that our first kid-free vacation ever was going to be salvaged and I was going to enjoy it no matter what. But that would not be true. You see, I was defeated. I mean, it was so bad. We drove to a restaurant for dinner and I couldn't stop crying. I did not want to go back to that room. All of my expectations for this trip were crushed and I just couldn't recover. To make matters even worse in my mind, we were living on a tight budget. My husband was in seminary, he wasn't working, and we were living on his military medical retirement check. So the timeshare we belonged to a family member, we didn't have to pay for it. It was a free place to stay. So there wasn't an option of just checking out of that hotel and going and finding another room somewhere. Free was the only price we could afford for our getaway. So this was it. We were stuck there. So we went back to the room and we called the front desk. We asked for a different room because of the mold smell and my allergies and pregnancy pregnancy, but they didn't have any other rooms available. So we were stuck. We stayed one night and we ended up coming back early. It was definitely a womp, womp, womp kind of situation. Of course, maybe you hear this story and you think it was perfectly reasonable for me to feel disappointed. And it was to some degree. I mean, the resort, at least our part of the resort was not as promised. 
But I think chronic disappointment disorder goes beyond just being let down every once in a while when things don't go as planned. Chronic disappointment disorder is almost a perpetual feeling of letdown. When you have CDD, you're let down over and over again. You can find a way to be let down at almost every experience you have. Maybe the room is right, but the food is wrong. Or maybe the setting is perfect, but the person or people you're with don't behave the way you want them to. Or maybe it rains when you hope for sun. Whatever it is, there always seems to be something that should have or could have gone better. And then you would feel happier, more content, and more satisfied with your experiences. Can you relate to any of this? So what do you do if you have CDD? Maybe you feel constantly let down by your expectations of other people, or maybe you feel constantly let down by your expectations of yourself. How do you find hope and freedom if you have Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, I have three strategies for you today, and we'll explore these strategies right after the break. been bogging you down for too long, it's time to get free. My friend, go to comparejahoo.me, take your free body image awareness quiz. You will learn amazing things. You'll get your results right away. And I think you'll have fun too, because I mean, who doesn't love to take quizzes? Go to comparejahoo.me. There's lots of great resources on that site, articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Check it out today. Right after this episode, of course. So if CDD bogs you down, the first thing I want you to consider is evaluating your expectations. You see, some people will say you need to lower your expectations, but I actually don't think that's helpful. I think that leads to apathy, where you take on the, I don't care, I'm just not gonna care, uh, I don't care anymore attitude. You kind of become like Eeyore. And what happens is you really do care. You never can actually stop caring. You just attempt to numb your heart so you won't feel it. You try to numb out so you don't have to feel the letdown of CDD. You won't have to experience the emotions that come with feeling disappointed. But instead of lowering your expectations, I think a better strategy is to stop and evaluate them. Ask yourself, what's behind these expectations? Do you have expectations from your husband or children because you're worried about what other people will think of you based on how they behave? Is it fear of what others will think that's driving your expectations? Or maybe it's comparison that's driving your expectations. Maybe all of your friends are married by now and you're still single and you feel disappointed when you look at where they are compared to where you're at. 
or maybe your chronic disappointment happens every time you get on Instagram and you see how everyone else is the perfect parent, the perfect home decorator, and workout queen, and you can barely get through breakfast, but on Instagram, all your friends have already accomplished phenomenal things by 9 a.m., and you feel that chronic disappointment set in because compared to them, you don't feel like you're doing very well. If comparison is driving your expectations, then friend, let me encourage you to cut it out. Take Instagram and Facebook off your phone for a little while until you can get a grip on comparison. Ask God to reveal to you why you feel envious or covetous towards others and confess that stuff is sin so you can be free from it. Or maybe you have expectations for a certain gift from your husband and your CDD sets in when you don't get it. Okay, so like I said earlier, this is something I have experienced. But let me kind of dig into this a little bit. Like in this case, what's behind expectations for a gift may not be a bad desire. It may be a desire for your husband to know you better or desire for your husband to understand your heart or be paying enough attention, like good attention, that he knows exactly what you want. It's not that this is a bad expectation. It's just that Well, in the case of hoping for a certain gift from our husband, we can get trapped into making that the thing. We make it into like a litmus test of how he feels about us. And let's face it, some men just aren't gift givers. They're not great at it. If you married someone who's not, and I did, like we have two choices. We can choose to live in chronic disappointment that we didn't get what we wanted and then secretly allow that to spiral into, he doesn't really love me. He doesn't really care about me. He doesn't really know me. Or we can choose to focus on how he does express that he loves us, how he does show us that he cares about us. We can give him some grace in that arena. I know for me, every time I'm tempted to think, why can't my husband act more like the guys in the Hallmark movies? I am dismissing all the other ways that he shows me he loves me. Like my husband does things for me all the time, or he writes notes on the mirror to tell me that he loves me. And I can dismiss all those things and just focus on the one thing that he didn't do and allow that to spiral and take over and dominate my thoughts and lead me to a place of disappointment that I really don't need to go. The other thing to go along with this is we have to make sure that the stories we tell ourselves are ones that are edifying to, in this case, our husbands and our marriage. So instead of telling myself a narrative that my husband doesn't love me because he didn't pick up the 50 subtle hints I gave him about this leather bag I really wanted for Christmas, I have to change the narrative to reflect what's true, that my husband is a very task-oriented guy and talking about gifts out of the context of a conversation about what I want for Christmas will rarely stick in his brain. You know, this kind of segues nicely into the second point today. The second way to cure or treat your CDD is to communicate your expectations. Okay, it's not always that your expectations are too high or unrealistic. Your expectations may not be a problem at all. You may not be setting the bar so high that no one can reach it. It may be instead that you're only setting these expectations in your head and not communicating them to the people that matter. So my honeymoon was a little rough. We went to Kauai, which is one of the more natural islands in Hawaii. And my husband's expectations of our trip were that we do lots of hiking and outdoor sports kind of things. He wanted to be out in the wilderness. 
out in the rainforest. My expectation of a Hawaiian vacation was to stay in the hotel room until noon, go to the beach or pool until around four when it was time to get cleaned up and go out for a nice dinner. The only thing that would vary my routine would be to maybe spend a day shopping. Like That's how I like to vacation. But it was very different than how my new husband liked to vacation. So about five days into our trip, I was having a complete meltdown because I was so frustrated with how our honeymoon was going. We'd done five-mile hikes. We were canoeing. We'd done all these things that he liked to do and candidly that I had agreed to do, but we hadn't done anything that I wanted to do. So what we learned on this trip that we've employed pretty much every time we've gone on vacation since our honeymoon almost 15 years ago is the importance of communicating our expectations before we go. So now Eric will ask me, what do you want out of this trip? How do you see it going? What do you expect to happen? And in this way, we're able to talk about things like what we'll do with our time or how many meals we'll eat out versus how many meals I'll have to cook for us. It's been really helpful for me to communicate to him my expectations, and then we can both have a better time. Likewise, I needed to get rid of all the notions that it was unromantic to tell my husband what I wanted. This was super hard for me to let go of. Still is sometimes, if I'm honest. I really overly romanticize him observing what I need and picking out the perfect gift to meet that need. Or him observing that I need help and picking up my subtle or not so subtle hints that I need help getting the laundry done or help cleaning up after dinner. What I found in both cases is it's always better if I can just communicate directly. When it comes to gifts, I don't even know what I want or need sometimes. And although it would be great if my husband was the kind of gift giver who could look at my life and figure out that perfect thing for me that I didn't even know I needed, but friends, that's just not him. And if I overly romanticize it, I'm just setting myself up to be disappointed over and again. If this sounds like you, then my encouragement to you is this. Communicate your expectations so he won't be disappointed by them. No one can know what you expect until you tell them. Even wonderful husbands aren't mind readers. If you expect him to help you clean before company comes, tell him you need his help. Give him specific tasks and let him help you. Instead of being disappointed that you had to do all the work alone and disappointed that he didn't help you, communicate what you want. I found that most men are happy to oblige when they know exactly what's expected of them. If you expect to sleep in on Mother's Day weekend, communicate that. If you expect to have the whole afternoon free on your birthday, communicate it. If you expect your husband to start dinner when you're working late, tell him. My biggest encouragement to you, my friend, is to be direct. Be kind, but don't hint. Don't get upset when he doesn't read between the lines. Just say it plainly and ask for what you want. Chances are you'll get what you're looking for more often and spend less time being disappointed. The same tactic can apply for your children. If you expect them to clean their rooms every day, tell them. If you expect them to do their homework before watching TV, you tell them, right? You don't expect anyone in your life to be a mind reader. We'll talk about the third tactic right after this break. Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. 
But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. Finally, the third way we can combat CDD in our life or chronic disappointment disorder is to recognize that the only hope that will never disappoint us is hope placed in Jesus. So sometimes our expectations disappoint us because our hope is misplaced. We put too much hope in our husband to meet all of our needs, or we put too much hope in a friend to be the one who's always there for us. Maybe we place too much hope in a vacation to offer the rest we need after a long season of nonstop work. Or we place too much hope in a new house to cure all of our insecurities about inviting people over. Instead, friends, we must realize that the only hope that will never disappoint is found in Jesus Christ. People will always let us down. They can't help it. We're all sinners saved by grace. There is no way that I will ever get it right all of the time. I'm always going to let someone down, especially if they have unspoken expectations of me. If we're not doing what God's word prescribes, like resting once a week in the form of a Sabbath, there's no vacation in the world that can make up for all the rest we've missed. Likewise, if we're not basing our identity and finding our security in Christ alone and instead trying to derive confidence from the way we look and the way our house looks, we're misplacing our hope into appearances. And again, we'll feel disappointed when those same feelings of insecurity or uncertainty spring up inside of us. I think about Romans 8, 24 and 25, where Paul talks about the hope which saved us. The verses go like this, for in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently for it. In some ways in this verse, it seems like Paul really gets what it's like to have expectations. We don't hope for what we already have. We hope for more. But this more, this unseen, it's not for anything other than Jesus. I also think about the song in Christ alone. Here's the lyrics if you're not familiar with it. But it goes like this. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when strivings cease. My comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ, I stand. Friend, our greatest expectations need to be heavenly. Our greatest hope is not for better gifts from our husbands or more fulfilling vacations. Our greatest hope is knowing that no matter what the struggle here on earth, Jesus will someday come and make it all new. He is our hope. When we recognize that this is our ultimate hope, it takes the pressure off the other things we look at to satisfy us. Suddenly the pressure's off of our husband because we know that our ultimate hope isn't in getting the perfect gift from him. The pressure's off of our friends because we can hold them loosely, understanding that Jesus is the only friend who will never disappoint us. When our hope is in Christ alone, all these other things we set up in our life that disappoint us and contribute to our CDD, our chronic disappointment disorder, become less important as they diminish in importance. Our level of disappointment also diminishes. 
Well, I hope today's episode has helped if you struggle with CDD, chronic disappointment disorder. I'm glad you listened today. I hope you are too. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the start here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.